It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And you're going to enjoy this one, folks. Adam, buddy, hit us with the beats. Oh, big NBA Finals performance for Giannis. The series is tied up at two apiece. Plus, we take a look at his and other Brooklyn Nets popularity when it comes to jerseys. Oh, we got a packed podcast here. Going to get into all of it, but first, the theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Nets Podcast and the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. I'm Doug Norrie, the owner-operator of DFSR.com, handling majority of the NBA coverage over there. If you need projections, though, for any sport, FanDuel and DraftKings, go over to DFSR.com. And that is Adam Armbrecht, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets on Sportscaster, also the host of the One Giant Podcast, where he and his boy Andy Mack are getting you ready for the Giants season this year. Buddy, how we doing? I know we're a little bit under the weather. Yeah, right. You can tell by the quality of my voice that I'm here to party, friends, and uh, also testing the waters of summer colds. I just want to make sure that they still exist. Verified, they do, and uh, they're a bit of a pain in the ass to get rid of. Yeah, hey, what are we? we're, we're, you're a hero, though. We're here. We're recording. It's the... Uh, yeah, comma warrior. <laughs> it's the morning... After Game 4, we get some net stuff to talk about, obviously, today. Did want to talk about this uh, Game 4 Bucks suns because, man, it was a good one. Uh, I mean, not it was a good one in the sense that it had, you want you hope for kind of moments in games, especially close ones. You hope, well, really, you just hope for close games. And the first three games of the series had not been close. And then this one was very close. And, you know, sometimes in, in games like this, when the stakes are high, you're going to get those things 
uh, that happen that kind of resonate for maybe not for all time, but probably for a long time or those moments that define sort of like a player or a superstar that, uh, you know, put them on the biggest stage and they do the biggest thing. And Giannis had one of those plays last night. Uh, it was it was late in the game, about a minute 40 left, and he's very high on pick-and-roll coverage, like way higher than this should have ever happened on. But he, he they get a lob into, not like a mini lob into Aiton on the block, and Giannis recovers more d- defensive distance than you're likely to ever see on a block and just straight-up face blocks Aiton uh, while they're up three. And then, you know, there's a few other moments in the game that, that gets close, but man, I, that's going to be if you haven't if you weren't watching the game, go check out a replay of this. It's uh, it's one of those things that you kind of live for as a basketball fan. Oh, I was going to say basketball player, like I was I was one, uh, a basketball <laughs> a basketball <laughs> fan to see these things happen because the Giannis, in among having like an amazing game himself. Uh, the, it was like sort of reminiscent of the LeBron chase down block in 2016, where uh. It wasn't the stakes weren't as high, obviously, because um, that was a game seven that he did it in. But it was just like in terms of a defensive play, it was as good as you'll ever see. Yeah, there was. I was going to say because I remember earlier in the series, Giannis had a, a block similar to the style of LeBron James in that in that finals, a, a from behind chasing down a smaller player. I'll forget which guard it was for Phoenix and getting that block over the back, slapping it off the back of the backboard. So you already obviously saw as as if the finals were where you were going to learn that Giannis is an incredible athlete. But when you talk about meeting a guy like Aiton at the rim, as I rewatched the the replay here this morning, you know, it's one thing to get a big block. It's another thing to do it on the other team's player that is specifically designed to be throwing these down, right? It's a moment where if Aiton follows through, and, and fights through the block attempt of Giannis and throws it down. It's a defining moment for him in a lot of ways, right? So it's you're meeting you're meeting at the you're meeting at the point of who's going to put a notch in their NBA bedpost when it comes to big moments in games like this. And for a game that you know, to your point, it had moments. Obviously, it started out clunky. It was close, but it was just kind of this plodding game for the fir- for the first quarter plus there. The fact that it still ends up giving you this big finish and ultimately that Giannis leads the Bucks back to tie this series up. It, it, listen, if the Bucks go on to win, right? There's always seems like there's a caveats with, with these type of plays. If the Bucks go on to win the finals, you'll be able to look back and pull out a handful of absolutely next level moments from Giannis. And we know that that's been the question around him throughout his young career and He's trying to define it. He's trying to do it right now. After breathing heavy in the first quarter and needing to come out these last couple of games, he still has been showing up absolutely enormous when it matters most. Yeah, he's just he's been a max effort guy his whole career. That's been part of the reason why they haven't been able to play him. And I think I totally uh, just like run through the ringer about not having played him major minutes in previous playoffs. Um, there was always the, the the talking point on that was always that he just plays too hard and they simply couldn't do it and I kind of always thought that was like a cop out uh, that was wrong I was uh, completely wrong about that it is because the effort by him is so next level and max for every minute of the game that you really can't we've seen it with the Nets too right like it's like you can, Kevin Durant can go out there 
eventually these guys get tired, right? <laughs> you just yeah. get tired. It doesn't seem <laughs> right. like it doesn't seem like you would. Some guys take longer than others, but when that and it doesn't maybe you don't you wouldn't look by knowing it because you know when guys like me and you are tired, you know everyone, including our families, can just hear about it because I'll just complain <laughs> all day long. <laughs> like <laughs> the histrionics around me being tired um, are will let you will leave no doubt about how I'm feeling. But you also don't see that from these guys either, where you know you you look at them, they look the same, but inside they're they're bodies are starting to shut down on them because they're putting in such a, a max effort. But now I, get, I get what you're saying too. The game was was clunky early. I thought it was just really good defense. The Bucks defense on this game was just amazing. I mean, it's funny. Drew Holiday was he was a tale of two games in this one because on the defensive end he was unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, like just fought through everything. Picked up Chris Paul high almost the entire game. Paul was terrible, terrible in this game. Kind of looked hurt at times. But um, I think part of that also was that Holiday was just such a menace on defense. He was such an absolute zero on offense, though. That it was that was the reason I think the Bucks couldn't pull out pull out early. It was that he simply just couldn't make he couldn't make a shot the whole game. He had actually had a couple of layups that he missed one, and he made a layup that was pretty crucial for them left, and he almost missed that one. It was it was it was crazy how bad he was. Um, this, this is a this is a close game. I mean, obviously, but from a Drew Holiday because you brought him up. Do you, I mean, obviously, missing open layups is a next level in terms of struggle. But is it more important that Holiday be the impact defensive player that oh, yeah. everyone knows he's capable of? Is you know, it's like, hey, listen, if it's a zero on offense, fine. But if you can really throw off what Phoenix wants to do on that end of the floor, guess what? That, that that's worth more than just a, a solid shooting performance because it means that now Phoenix is trying to figure something out in the middle of the game as well. Oh yeah, I mean, he the thing is, he's not a zero on offense. On it for his career, he's a, he's a good, he's no. a fine <laughs> offensive player. Yeah. It's just that this game, he that really this year, he's been bad. I he, I don't know another way to put it on offense. He's really really struggled um, over the total. I think he had, he had one good game. Yeah, but Chris he, for, Chris Paul had five turnovers in this game. He was clearly out of it. Um, Holiday was in his pocket the entire game. And that ended up being a key aspect of the game as well, was that they had to rely on Booker. Booker was up to the challenge, dropped 42 points, 17 to 28. Somehow didn't foul out, even though he fouled. Uh, I guess it was Holiday. It was, it was either Holiday or Middleton on the uh, on, on the drive. He really should have fouled out of the game, and, the, and they didn't call the fifth foul on him. But no, it, Holiday's game was, it was one of those things where you can look at the four for 20, and that's probably the reason the Bucks just didn't blow him out, because they really had a lot of advantages in this one. But uh yeah, but the defensive effort was, was so great. And then you get Middleton who drops a, another huge game. It's like middle I saw there was a great graphic that completely sums up Chris Middleton's game. Uh and it's a it's a circle. So you kinda go step by step here. The first one is plays subpar, then it goes to criticized by media, then it goes to starts to play better then becomes underrated, then turns into prime MJ, Michael Jordan, and then goes back to play, then goes circles back to plays subpar. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's perfect. That exactly describes Middleton's game. Uh, just when you aren't sure about why he's getting paid all that money, then he just goes 15 for 33, drops 40, and he's the reason you win the game. So this game kind of encompassed a lot of what, at least for the Bucks side of things, it was really sort of like fit into almost every narrative they have around the team. Oh yeah, the only I'll say the only thing I wish is that because this ties the series up, and the only thing I wish is that this this was going one for one because when when Phoenix gets up 0-2, we we know what the stats tell you about series like this and and who who's most likely to win, and it's great to see this comeback. But I think if you had it on that game to game basis in these big performances and even road performances where Booker steps up in this one and has a big road performance, it feels like. I'll say, especially from from the Milwaukee side of things, 
that getting back home obviously is bigger for a lot of them than maybe for all of the Phoenix players per se. But it just, I wonder, I, I want to ask you, because I was thinking about even going into the game last night, if that takes anything away when Phoenix went up 2-0 in the series in your mind, I think it's like 80% or close to 80% of the time that that team goes on to win the series. Do, does that does that deflate it for you at all? Does it diminish it at all? Do you do you buy into what historically says, hey, most likely by the end of this, Phoenix is going to win? Does that take away from any of the games from here to the conclusion? Uh, I'll answer that in a second. Uh, I have a right. longer thought on that. First, got to pick out our ultra moment of the week. This one is easy. The Giannis chase down block on DeAndre Ayton to hold the line for the Milwaukee Bucks. So they were able to kind of take it away in game four. The moment stood out for all the reasons you want to see the joy, the happiness, the enjoyment from Giannis as it makes a peak effort defensive play that could go down if the Bucks end up winning the series. That's one of the better plays that we'll ever see in the finals. You can go and check out all the other ultra moments with hashtag ultra moment on Twitter. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Congratulations, Giannis. You are the ultra moment play of the week. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, so you're asking about, you know, the, it's maybe the foregone conclusion, na- conclusion nature of series, uh, especially the NBA, where it is ultimately very predictable around you know, who wins. There's a reason odds makers set odds like at, at certain levels, or especially when a team at series odds, when teams go too well, because we just have long track records on this stuff. Typically that's just the way it goes. They have built in advantages. Usually the team that goes, usually the team that goes up two Oh is the home team, which means they were already maybe the better team, a little different in the finals because, um, you know, you're in different conferences. The records were pretty close. This is a weird season, so you want to maybe wipe that part away. Fine, but there's reasons that teams were up 2-0 because that, like I said, they're at home first, uh, and maybe they just were be- or better overall. And then when you get to play out seven games, there's a reason that you should never ever overreact to the first game of any playoff series because things just change. <laughs> like this is the, we've seen it. It happens time and time again. It looks like one team has all the advantages. Another team makes massive adjustments. A la Brook Lopez barely <laughs> plays in this game, right? Like he play, he's been playing fewer and fewer minutes as the Bucks play Giannis at center and they go small ball and, and Suns have a really hard time in it, right? That's a, a major, major adjustment for all the people that want to say Coach Bud doesn't make adjustments. Well, and I've been one of them, so I'm guilty. Um, this is a major adjustment. Like Pat Connington's playing tons of minutes now in ways that we never <laughs> saw that really during the season because they just figured they had this thing that they could do. So, yes, it takes away because 
the, the, the percentages will tell you that this is probably the conclusion. It doesn't take away because the series just isn't over at two games. Right, like there are going to be other games now. If the, if the Bucks can't pull out Game Three, then we're having a different conversation. Because then I would say yes, it's it's pretty much over. Right, but you do have the, that's the the beauty of the seven game series is that you still do have time to at least make it a series, right? Which is like the Bucks have done. Like not to say they're going to go all the way and win. They still have built in disadvantages right now. They had to play two of these next three games in Phoenix, and so that's a disadvantage for the Bucks. That's why uh, right now. The Suns are still series minus one fifty for the for the price on the series right now because that's up by our friends over at Bet Online. Um, the that's because they still have all those built in advantages. So no, it doesn't take away. I was it made Game Three really high stakes for me. It really made this game too very high stakes to make it not three one. I, I thought that like it still makes those moments that much more exciting because you have one team sort of like season on the brink, right and. So no, it doesn't take away. I it would take like I said, it would take away if 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 if, if it hadn't been tied up. If it doesn't go two one, then two two, it would have. No, but I, I like the structure of that because I think most times it means the best teams win, and then also most times, many times you still kind of get a series out of it. Well, no, and I, that's, I was curious too because regardless of what percentages tell you, the now the interesting thing kind of becomes, you know, Phoenix wins the first two games at home. The teams have protected home court. Okay, fine. But now, like, if you're Phoenix these last two games, you know for a fact that they were coming into them saying, hey, let's get one of these. You know, let's get one of these two. Either we'll be up 3-0, and that'll feel like, listen, guys, this thing is all but over. Even if you come back 3-1, you're going to feel really good about yourself. The fact that it's 2-2 now, when you go back to Phoenix, if you're the Suns, now there's pressure here. Now, now there's a sense of, are we about to lose potentially our third straight game in this series? and and then have to go back on the road to Milwaukee in a game six. So, and we know, by the way, and it's almost why I brought it up, recent, very recent history, in spite of the injuries and everything else that went on for Brooklyn, Milwaukee just accomplished this in these playoffs being down 2-0. So when, when you when you see it right there in your rear view, this thing isn't, you know, you're not driving cross country and you're on the East Coast and way back on the West Coast, you did this thing. This thing is two miles back. You can still spot it. This team has accomplished that. So I, I'll be very curious to see how game five looks on both sides of the ball because Milwaukee is now surging and Phoenix is maybe at least has, has to be sitting there considering, okay, you know, if we don't, if we don't get this one, <laughs> all of a sudden we are in a world of hurt and it, does, it makes it fascinating. So I'm always just curious about it because even when those numbers tell you what should happen, I don't think on a game to game basis in a series, I don't walk in watching it really associating at all about that, even though it, it becomes a part of the narrative pre and post game, usually when you're talking about big series like this. And and if you look at bet online right now, the Suns are minus four going into this game. So it's not like, right. so this is the other thing where betting markets and just sort of statistics over time will tell you that you sh- this is why you, again, shouldn't make grand judgments after just seeing one or even two games because if you did that then the bucks would be favored here but that wouldn't make any sense you know what i mean because they just won they won the last two games one easily and this one i mean it, they won by six it was probably you know all intents and purposes it was closer than that but the this is why it's not, it's not good to be overreactionary at times either because suns are still just the favorite team i will say i wouldn't be surprised to see besides just the part where it's their minus four, so it's, this isn't uh, some crazy out-of-the-box prediction, but to see the Bucks maybe even get like kind of blown out this next game because I I, have, I, it's, it, I can't stress this enough. These last two games for them, but especially game four, were just max effort games for the Bucks. 
the Suns were playing max effort too, but there was like another level I thought that the Bucks were playing here that was just I just wouldn't be shot. They just had like not even from an exhaustion standpoint, just be like, okay, we did it. We like we held serve, you know, <laughs> like <Right>. we <laughs> were able we were able to get out of Milwaukee with two wins. The series is tied. We're going back into Phoenix. Not like you want to give a game away. I don't, I'm not meaning that, but I wouldn't be surprised if like maintaining that same level of intensity, especially in the defensive end. I like I can't. They force so many turnovers. Like they let's see, 17 turnovers. Yeah, the turnover rate. This is, you'll never see. This is a, this is a finals game. The turnover difference was seventeen to five. That's nuts. And it what? Yeah, they, it was the refereeing a little choppy? Yeah, but it wasn't like one sided. And right. seventeen to fi- seventeen to five in the turnovers. And then oh my yeah. And there's the other one. Ninety seven. The Bucks took ninety seven shots. The the uh, Suns took seventy eight shots. And the Bucks got to the line more. Like that uh, that disparity on the offensive end was directly related to the fact that they got on they had 17 offensive rebounds the bucks and five for the for the suns so if you're looking at like even the stats that will back up the thing that your eye is telling you which is saying dude these guys are leaving it all on the court right these 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 are actually the stats that sometimes you can say oh i actually have a stat to back me up on this right <laughs> because the things the things that you do that would be considered like sort of the max effort plays which would be forcing tons of turnovers and getting on the offensive boards the bucks uh, I mean, completely dominated the Suns in those two stats. So um, I just wouldn't be shocked if we got to game five and they were like, okay, let's just get to Phoenix and get out of here, right, <laughs> in, in, in some respect. And by the way, that's why on our uh, Road to the Finals, our NBA playoff coverage brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We could all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. To your point, it's why I predict, I predict, as people are calling in the in the hotline for Cleo's magic predictions uh, that the, the Suns are going to win this game five and I, for exactly what you said. You sell out, you give everything you have. If you're in Milwaukee, you leave it all there to make sure you tie the series up and kind of in the back of your mind knowing. And by the way, the Nets did this in the series too, where they, you know, you got the win you needed, and then it kind of felt like, listen, if we sort of conserve ourselves, and it, it's weird to say, give up a game but knowing that you're going to almost need to take off some amount of time inside of the series in order to ramp yourself back up. And that's specifically more around the injuries and the lack of lack of roster depth that you have at that point. But I, I think it's true. And you just we will live with the results of we'll be down three, two, we'll come back home and then we'll see what happens. Assuming we get game six, we'll go in a, a winner take all game seven. And that's pretty much all you can ask for when you're in, when you're in the finals, obviously I want to get into it as well. Because you talk about Giannis and the absolute insane performance. I know you were bringing it up before we started. In terms of players inside of this series and maybe the, the boost that you could see in his popularity, along with Devin Booker's, by the way, because Giannis was actually the second uh, most purchased jersey this season, which I was a little bit surprised by. And I, and I was more looking for where were some of the Brooklyn Nets. But I, I kind of wanted to get into the impact of having a player like Giannis. I was surprised by Booker, but Durant... Kyrie Irving, Harden, all inside of this top 10 list. And it certainly moves the needle when you're when you're in deep playoff runs, when you're playing in some of the biggest games. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Giannis ended up climbing to number one even on that list after winning the finals, maybe? Yeah, let me give you we'll give you that list here in a second. Let me first talk to you about our friends over 
at Rock Auto. Oh my gosh, buying car parts. It can be it can be a disaster. Uh, it can be tough to know if you're getting the right price. It can be tough to know if someone's just even giving you the actual part that you need after they disappear into the cavern of your local auto parts, auto parts store. Forget about going to the mechanics. You don't even know what you're getting upcharged there. It's why you have to go over to Rock Auto. 30, 50% better prices than those chain stores. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, but the prices are reliably low for every single customer, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, Adam, you know this, cars have lots of parts, more than more than six, more than six parts ah. in a car. Yeah, less than 3,000, but more than six for sure. Right now, you go to rockauto.com, you see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in the how did you hear about us section, so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And of course, we've already mentioned our friends over at Bet Online. It's the only place that we go for all of our betting needs, line, series prices, player props. Bet Online has you hooked up for every single piece that you needed to get in on the action. Like I said, right now, if you go over to Bet Online, Suns minus four for game five and still minus 150 to win the series. Just a little something you're going to get over at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's your time to get in on the action as these teams roll through the championships. Head on over to Bet Online. You're going to sign up. You'll do that for free, but you're going to want to make a deposit. And when you do, grab a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit, but you have to use the promo code LOCKED ON, just like our podcast network. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we do want to talk about this jersey thing also. A uh, real quick reminder, we're going to be on lock, uh, excuse me, Spotify Green Room, formerly Locker Room, tonight, Thursday, 6 p.m. Had a great turnout last time. Last time. So uh, go, come join us. We'll talk about the finals. We'll talk about the Nets you know, popularity. We'll talk about KD in the Olympics. We'll get it all going there. Talk about contract stuff. I know people have been... You know, filling up our mentions on some of the Dinwiddie stuff uh, and Bruce Brown as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of make it a, a you know a potpourri as it were uh, on locker room. Ah, yeah, locker room. So used to locker room. It's green. Spotify green room. There you go. It's the same company. Same company. Yes. No worries. Same company. Spotify green room. Six p.m. here on Thursday. Okay. So jersey sales. The here's the list of the top. Uh, excuse me. Ten. Two thousand twenty-one jersey sales in the league. You have number one, LeBron, number two, Giannis, three, Kevin Durant, four, Luka, five, Jason Tatum, six, Devin Booker, seven, Steph Curry, eight, and nine, Kyrie Irving and James Harden, and 10, Damian Lillard. And then if you go to just the most popular team merchandise, uh, number one is the Lakers, and then number two is the Brooklyn Nets. Three Phoenix Suns, shocked by that. Um, but and then Bucks four. I mean, I guess like the jersey sales probably go up right right around the championship, whatever. Five Chicago Bulls. How's that even possible? Like, still, still <laughs> jersey, I guess that's uh, real time. This is real time information you're getting from from Doug Nori right now. <laughs> well, I looked at well, so, okay. So the reason I sound surprised is because I had looked closely, if you will, at the list of actual guys. Um, I just hadn't I hadn't taken as much time to just look at the the team merchandise one, which I was. You could clearly see I was looking at that in real time for the first time. Yes, Nick six on that one. Uh, so nice job, cross down fellas. But um, yeah. So you're talking about. Um, just in terms of popularity around these guys, like you're saying, the, the importance of, of 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 maintaining superstars. Is that is that your question about about Giannis and what kind of where he ranks or where the where the Nets have kind of shown up on this list? 
Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think because you know we talk about what teams make it to the finals and then who's on those teams. I mean, you know, obviously I wouldn't. Well, I say obviously, but I don't know if I anticipated Chris Paul being up on this jersey list. But the Devin Booker one almost does surprise me because he feels like obviously a rising star, but maybe not one that's at that height yet. But when you get beyond LeBron James and then Giannis, like that's obviously enormous for the Milwaukee Bucks to have a player on their team that is that highly followed and recognized in, in in the NBA fan circles that people want to have his merchandise. And so when you look at the top 10 and you get Durant, Irving, and Harden at 3, 8, and 9, well, guess what that translates to? It translates to money. It, it, yeah. it, it's moving product. And I know that – I think that we feather the line on both sides of this of I, I love being a pure fan. I like enjoying the sport and watching the games. And I'm not thinking about how jersey sales are doing when I'm in the middle of watching an important game for the Nets. And also, like this is the both and about signing superstar talent is it's also a part of the business model of how do we make ourselves – how do we make our brand more recognizable? How do we make people want to invest in our product? It's by having a recognizable spokesperson, right? We are selling the product of Brooklyn Nets, and we want to hear, we want you to hear about it from Kevin Durant. And if that's not enough for you, he's also got a couple of buddies, Irving and Harden. Hey, come on up onto the stage, fellas. Why don't you tell us about these sweet city jerseys that we're rocking? Like, I, I just think that this is something maybe we didn't touch on throughout the course of the season. But this is a part of the big move that the Brooklyn Nets were able to make and, and why signing these guys is so valuable and maybe why extending them and being in luxury tax uh, you know, space can sometimes be overlooked from a Joseph Sy standpoint because you know what you're getting on the back end in some of these other areas. Oh, for sure. Uh, the, the branding piece of this is enormous. Uh, Kevin Durant, by the way, was on the cover of 2K22. Uh, along with Dirk Nowitzki, uh, they did a historical thing. It was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Dirk, and then KD. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, great. Were, yeah, we're on. They make the cover two K twenty two, and this is it. All wraps into the same thing. It's like, are you a sort of like a brand ambassador along with just you, the, and they they go together, right? You can't be really, you can't be a brand ambassador if you aren't uh, <laughs> if you aren't great in the NBA. That doesn't work that way. But the the part where you know, you want to talk about popularity of players. This is a player-driven league at this point. And we, we know for sure, having done this podcast, that there are fans out there that are pl- fans of players. Like yep. Plenty of James Harden fans came over to Nets World this year. That's just how it works now. And I know sometimes like legacy media gets their panties in a bunch about like worrying about this kind of stuff, which is so stupid, but whatever. The the part where, oh, the Nets aren't popular. They know the fan base isn't good enough. Like enough with this. And <laughs> because what they, what they have, like what they have is, what they have is guys on their team who are instantly recognizable, are people are fans of them, even if they're not fans of the Nets, which, by the way, if you're fans of them, even though you weren't fans of the Nets, by proxy, you are a fan of the Nets because that's what team they're on. So I don't hate to have to do that transitive math for everybody, but that's how that <laughs> works also. And so like, um, and so the the part where you have one of these guys, you know, Giannis, like you said, and he's made himself into that over the last few years. We've kind of already known Katie, uh, Harden, and Irving were at this level. When you have these guys on your team, it's just it's so important. It's so it it, it is important. And you're right. Like in the Joseph Sy contract piece, it's worth it's worth more than <laughs> it's worth more than you actually can realistically probably ever pay them. Like LeBron should make a hundred million dollars a year. 
from right, the Lakers. Right. They can't because the, they can't because of the salary. <laughs> they can't because of the salary cap. But like he easily, that would be the real value, right? Or at least during his peak, um, that would have been the real number that you would have wanted to get to. But they just can't because that's just not the, the vagaries of the of the of the contract. So this is my long winded way to say, yeah, it's it's more important than people think. I think to have these guys. Like this jersey sale thing can look like a silly little graphic that you get in the middle of a week just because there's low news day. And, and you know, same with the 2K22 cover. Frankly, honestly, typically, I don't really even care about these things at all. But I recognize that they are important, right? <laughs> like yeah. when in terms of when you're when you're thinking about the popularity of the game, and you're thinking about the, the popularity of the, of the certain players. It's not something that matters to me, really, except that I do I do find that it is sort of instructive about where the league is going and when you have these superstars in your team like the Nets have three of them um that that's worth a lot yeah for no for sure and that's I think it's why because you just said it it's worth having the perspective of what the NBA is maybe with sports in general or just having a a quality product and also I don't think about it because uh, you know full disclosure I don't buy jerseys that that's not part of you know who I am as a as a sports fan I, I I like finding maybe some nice artwork that people have done around players those things can be really cool looking when you find these iconic images of of big plays throughout a series or that block against Aiden, right? If somebody ends up coming out with a great image of Giannis blocking him that they've done up with all these other great moments from the finals, that to me is really cool. Having a jersey, I don't know, you know, and maybe it's just because I'm I'm 35, so I guess maybe I'm not the target for the Brooklyn Nets to to sell these jerseys to, but it does all tie into this idea of, of where you want this organization to go. And then even further, you know, I'll, I'll throw out Devin Booker there on that list as well. And I, maybe the Phoenix Suns lucked into that in some regard, the talent that he's grown into. But it's important for small market teams in that regard to have the big name. Milwaukee falls onto that category as well. But then even when you talk about the Nets move to Brooklyn and wanting to establish themselves beyond, you need to be good but then also, if you want to further establish yourself, knowing that you have the marketability of a lot of these players, just becomes an extra an extra piece. So, you know, maybe fans don't want to over invest in the business side of things, but everyone's thinking about it. And, and not just, by the way, not just behind the scenes, all these players are thinking about it, too. It's, it's why major markets matter, or at least why being very marketable, even in a smaller area of the country or smaller city, maybe like Phoenix relative to the coast, as long as you can get me sales, as long as you can show that my profile is high, then I'm happy to stay here. Giannis, I'm happy to stay in Milwaukee as long as the things all line up around me that I still get to advance my image and, and hopefully capitalize on a 10, 15, 20-year career. Oh, yeah, totally. I, like It's all wrapped into the same thing. It's all wrapped into... It's all wrapped into the popularity of the game, how fans engage with things, how, like you said, small markets are able to stay competitive. Um, and it's all it's it's not as, as important as the stuff on the court, but we would all agree that it is important. We'll get into more of this on Locker Room, I think, tonight. I think this is a pretty interesting discussion about where the Nets sort of stand on, on this sort of pantheon of popularity. And like I said, we have tons of other contract stuff we're going to get to as well. We'll talk more about Dinwiddie, we'll talk more about Bruce Brown. So please join us over on green i did it again join us over in green room <laughs> on spotify green room 6 p.m thursday <laughs> uh that is where you're going to catch us like i said great turnout last time green room 6 p.m thursday come and join us and of course have to remind you that the ultimate mock draft is going on right now 2021 presented by locked on and odyssey it's featuring analysis from the goat of nba mock drafts 
Chad Ford, excuse me, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA experts will be making all the selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams, the Brooklyn Nets. Throughout this week-long special event, you can search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast needs fulfilled. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get those needs fulfilled. And in this sense of, of someone really rising to the challenge, being under the weather and still performing here, it feels apt to say there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. That's Nicholas Fury, my friends. And I think he was talking about the Locked On podcast featuring the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, one of the all-time great poets. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.